Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 120. We are with Dr. John Frank, Confident Selling Success. And we will bring Dr. Frank on in just a second. Let's pay the bills first. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? You don't need the 101 tips on selling more and selling more profitably. Go to Amazon, grab your copy. If you have any questions, call me at 419-560-3169. Everybody that buys my book gets a free half-hour consult with me. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Mattress Industry Network Group. Steve has done such a great job with this group. And thank you for your sponsorship, Steve. This is a group. If you are in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. Whether you are a store owner, uh, whether you are an RSA on the showroom floor, you own a manufacturing facility, you're a sales rep, we want everybody in here. Uh, the Mattress Industry Network Group was born for one reason, to help people network and gain more knowledge when it comes to marketing, merchandising, display, drawing on each other's knowledge and helping each other be better. So believe we're over 1900. Let's make a big push for 2000. Hit that with your smartphone. Scan me. It'll take you directly to the Facebook group. And without further ado, let's bring Dr. John Frank on. Good morning. Hi. I, I, just, I just scanned the, uh, the QR code. So I'm uh, uh, getting involved with that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I just have to ask you a question. How did you go from being a professional football player to a doctor? How did that I don't happen? know. I mean, I was always a thank you for asking. I was always a, a doctor to be from the time I was a kid. I just had well, I was around some things and that 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 um, directed me to being a doctor and uh, football. It was just fun. Loved playing in the neighborhood and school and was good enough at it to get drafted and play in the NFL. But the whole time I was, I had my, I mean, my sights was to become an MD. Wow. Never lost wow. sight of it. So yeah. that's, that's very interesting in and of itself. Um, so when it comes to winning, you know a thing or two about that. I know uh, I know a thing or two about winning because we. I was involved with. Uh, I played in four bowl games, major college bowl games in college, and then, and then, was two and zero in the Super Bowl. I, we won Super Bowl nineteen in Super Bowl. So yeah, I know a thing or two about winning, but I also know a thing or two uh, about losing too, and uh, because that's that's part of it. It's. Uh, you know, you get knocked down, you, you you learn how to get up, and it's and it's the next. There's always another play. There's always another play. So I don't like to indulge my. You know, it's exciting. It's Super Bowl. It's the the big big grand the big grand event of uh, of the year for many people. Exciting, um, but I I try not to get caught up too much in that because it's like in my rearview mirror, Pete, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's in your past. But, yeah. you know, there, there's something that's really important for our store owners and the salespeople that are watching this. Yeah. You said something that's very profound. Good evening, Guy and Kyle from South Africa. 
<laughs> I'm glad that they allowed your uh, connection to go through tonight because that's a part of the world where sometimes they have internet and sometimes they don't. So glad you guys are hooked up and you're here today. This idea, uh, Dr. John, about winning and losing, and it's a continuum. For sure. And and there's always another play. I love what you said. There's always another play. There always is another play. Whether you're, uh, you know, you're single and you're young and uh, you you get... uh, you know, the, the the girl drops up. You know, drops you. There's they always say there's a, always another train coming in the station, and and uh, whether it's in 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 um, fortunately in medicine, I I've had pretty good 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 a good run in medicine, and now as a plastic surgeon, hair restoration, and but in life in general, you know, and, and there's always another there's always another opportunity. They say in music, which I'm I'm not a professional, but it's the the those uh, those artists and musicians who miss a note the the maybe it was one of the great jazz artists who said it's the next note which is really what counts and now raising children and my wife and I you know we we're we're you know you make mistakes and I show them it's it's really about the next the next your next step and um so 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 yeah I've have experience with winning but um you know the the real the real battles like the <laughs> The signs for the Marines are the battle. The battle uh, is won within. So I, I believe that. I, I think that's a really, uh, you know, a real uh, uh, a point to live by. You said something very interesting, um, Doctor Frank. You were a doctor to be, and so you you knew at a fairly young age that this is what you uh, wanted. And was that a straight line or? where there are a few twists and turns to that story um, where you thought, you know, maybe this isn't to be, or, you know, there was a hiccup or, or uh, a turn in the road and you had to turn back on any. Yeah, no, I, I, I I wanted to be a doctor and, and I went through all of the um, everything to be a doctor, the training. I, in my residency, my well, medical undergraduate, medical school, residency, fellowships, traveled the world. I, you know, had uh, was like playing windmills, uh, just to just to help people. And and when you're young, you have these 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 wide eyed dreams about being a doctor like that. Um, you know, I was drinking uh, from a big big cup doing that. Um, and then as you get older, you know, midlife, you, I, I was doing plastic surgery, um, all plastic surgery. Um, you know, you start to, you start to realize some things for yourself. And, and I thought that, uh, I was going to have to have a career. I couldn't be traveling to, uh, third world countries for forever. Um, so, so I had some mentors that were, were plastic surgeons and, and they said it's it's a really great field, particularly hair restoration. And so I had to do some like soul searching. I'm like, gosh, what's my mom going to think about me if I become a uh, plastic and cosmetic surgeon? Is she still going to be proud of me? So uh, you know, you go through those those uh, mental gymnastics. And fortunately, where I where what really moved the needle for me was um, just realizing that people that that have hair pro- hair loss problems it bothers them and and the, the uh, improvement of their lives which occurs when you give them more hair my hands um is the reward that i was looking for 
And, and that, that sold the deal for me, Pete. Yeah. So you have a patient, they come in and obviously the lack of hair is bothering them. And, uh, they, they make the decision to, to trust you. It's an immense amount of trust. And with that must come an amount, immense amount of pressure that you feel to deliver great results for them. And I, I could only imagine, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mattress salesman. So I, I can only imagine that some results are better than others. And a lot of it has to do with uh, pre-existent conditions, somebody's genetic makeup, their chemistry, their body chemistry. Uh, I'll never forget. I had a good result on a double back fusion and, uh, I w my surgeon was just ecstatic. He was very happy because he had been doing it a long time and. Quite frankly, I waited nine years too long to have my surgery because he scared me so bad because that is one of those surgeries that have wildly different outcomes for patients. And so he said to me, uh, you know, you, you've had a great result, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and so I was trying to figure out, just intellectually curious, you know, was it my diet? Was it the exercise routine? What was it? And he looks at me and he says, Pete, pick the right parents. Um, <laughs> it just brought it all. Wow. And, you know, it hit me like a ton of bricks that as successful as uh, the doctor is that did my back surgery, that it's disappointing when it doesn't go the way he wanted it to go. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, that he has to, uh, to live with and something that he's had to make peace with. Uh, do you have any of that maybe to a lesser degree? Definitely. In, definitely. In practice. Absolutely. Because I've been a, I've been a patient too, you know, coincidentally, I've had low back pain and I've, I've overcome it with physical therapy, but just as an aside, but you talk about this, this role that doctors have. And, and look, I've, I've been a patient. I have a, a, a wife and young children and my parents and sisters. We go to doctors and, and the times that I've been to doctors, the ones that exude confidence, particularly the surgeons. And, and I talk about that in, in my latest book about the confidence that the surgeon has can have a profound impact on, on the trust that you're talking about in deciding to go with a doctor and, some maybe mystical, you know, your doctor's talking about you picked the right parents, but also the confidence of the doctor can go a long way as well. And I remember having, uh, I had a surgery years ago and the doctor was just so, so confident. And, and it was almost, almost like a caricature of confidence, but he was the surgeon in it. And, and in any other field, I would have felt like it was too brash or overconfident in a turnoff. That's what you want in your surgeon who's really confident. Yeah. Now, that, that attitude of, of confidence by your surgeon can only go so far. I mean, at some point, you have to know what you're doing. And you know, I've spent years, if not decades, learning and studying and experiencing, talk about successes and failures, 
in hair restoration because I, I bring in confidence, but I'm also bringing real, real skill and knowledge to, to the table. And what that really means, Pete, is that I won't operate on everybody that comes to me. So I'm very selective. I'm not, I'm not arrogant. I'm not a snob. I just want, if you're going to have, if you're going to have the work done, it's going to work well. And a big part of that is just the insight of, of selecting. I turn, I don't like to turn people away, but sometimes I have to turn people away or look for other remedies or, you know, once in a while I can see somebody, they're going to have it done no matter what I tell them. And I push them away or, or delay or look for other things to do. And, and, um, and I could see that they're going to leave, I'm going to turn them away and they're going to leave my office and go right to the next doctor and just have it done no matter what. I'd rather they're in my hands because I, I'm safe and we can do things conservatively so that is still going to be beneficial. But um, um, a lot of people, you know, you have to, this is really what the, after 23 years in the industry, I, I, I forget who wrote about the 10,000 hours uh, uh, of knowing what to do. So much of that is insight and determining or having the foresight to know how somebody's going to, their outcome is going to be. And that's, that's really some something super valuable. You can that's priceless. You can't really you can't really put a price on 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 selecting who to work on. And, and so, you know, that's a that's a and I talk about that in 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 the book as well. Well, you you really just uh hit on something that is huge in in sales and in business. I'd rather them be in my hands and, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're sitting there in a furniture store or a mattress store, and you hear me talk about shopping your competition. I really do mean to do that. And most of the time, you're going to have to do it on your day off. But if you shop your competition and understand the level of expertise that you're competing against, you will always feel better about pushing for the sale and the few times that you have to push for the sale because you know they're going to be better off with you than with anyone else. As a matter of fact, I've always said, if you look in the mirror and you like who is staring back at you, that is in and of itself a great reason for people to do business with you. And, you know, you, you kind of hinted at this, and it, I think it's huge. The same thing that allowed you to be a great athlete, good enough to play for the San Francisco 49ers, be part of two championship uh, football teams there uh, that won the Super Bowl, is this idea of never-ending practice of ongoing education you kind of hinted at that as, as a doctor, you've brought that into your practice, the, the continuing to, to be the best that you can be yeah. and finding new techniques and new ways of doing things. Over yeah. 23 years, you've probably seen uh, the science evolve. The Is science that- has evolved. It's getting better all the time. The 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 um, instruments, the microscopes, the techniques, the, the actual science itself, the people that can do it, the ways to handle um, the ways to handle tissue, things that make sense. I mean, 
quite honestly, the the technical aspect of hair transplant, it's not that difficult. Um, it's really not. Um, once you know some of the basic ways to do it, anybody, any doctor could really do it. And that's great. But it also has a flip side to that, that so many doctors uh, are doing it. So there's a big difference between just doing it and, and doing it well and, and really giving value, giving value to people that, that have it done. So, so the science is getting better and, and, um, and we, I try and stay at least on the forefront of the science and my team and I have our hands on the pulse of everything um, technically and also the medications and, and the causes of hair loss um, that go along with that. There's a, the laser technology and so other medicines, which most of the things on the market are, are fake oils. I got to tell you, there's, if you, Amazon, if you, if you uh, go to Amazon for hair loss remedies, you'll find thousands of things. And 999 of them just don't work. And, um, um, but once in a while, there are some things, um, which are, are very effective. There are a couple of things which, which many dermatologists, uh, still promote, like, um, and they don't, they don't work either, which boggles my mind. Um, it's almost like a knee jerk reaction in medicine. And so, so I have my issues with that. I talk about that in the book. Um, but there are certain tried and true methods which work and, 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 um, you know, I think we deliver that. And at the end of the day, it just takes a lot of self-discipline to, to really um, be honest with people and tell them what you think they can, they can get. And, and certainly not be afraid to share with folks uh, what the limitations are. I think that's really, really so important. And, you know, as you're talking about selling mattresses, um, you know, I think it goes a, a much further for, for your bottom line to just very, you know, be very upfront and disclose everything um, to a great extent. And, and, um, and, and my side, it takes some artistry in doing that. Like I have to tell people that like, well, is this going to hurt doctor? And, and, and like, I, I spend my, my spare time looking at ways to, to come up with the most gentle ways to be a surgeon. But at some point I have to tell them, I mean, you might feel a little pinch or, or, and if they want to know, I'll go into details about what that feels like. So I'm just saying like the disclosing and being very honest and being upfront and, and having the discipline to do that. I mean, if I could brag and say, you know, if I could leave the, uh, the, you know, the NFL, I left at the height of my career. I was the starting tight end for the 49ers and, and, um, and I walked away to be, to pursue a career in medicine. It took a tremendous amount of, uh, grit and, 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 and discipline to do that. And it wasn't easy. The next year, the 49ers went on to, uh, win another, I left at the end of the Super Bowl 23. And Super Bowl 24, they, they crushed it. They, they, they were so dominant in the NFL without, um, (laughs) so, um, so, you know, but the fact is, I, the story is I, I had the determination. And so if I could do that, I, I can really, um, um, you know, speak to, to having discipline and, and just being very upfront and honest with folks. I told the 49ers, um, I told them before the draft, it was before the draft that year. And I said, I'm leaving. And they said, you can't leave. You can't leave. We can't replace you. You're... And I said, listen, you're going to be fine. The, the backup tight end, he's going to be much better than I ever was. I promise you. And you also have the draft. So everything's going to work out well. And, and, it, and it, it's worked out marvelously for both of us. You, uh, you just said a lot. And I want to kind of tie this in. Uh, you know, snake oil. A lot of people 
accuse the mattress industry of that. And there's something that's super, super important. And I'd like you to hold your book up. Yeah. And so this book is something that I've been asking you store owners to do. Separate yourself from the competition with a book. Um, the Ford is from Joe Montana, yeah. by the way. That is just incredible. So there are lots and lots of hair restoration surgeons. Lots. Yeah. But he's separating himself. <laughs> That's great. So the, let's give these guys a little a peek behind the screen. Sure. Um, the way that me and Dr. John Frank were introduced was through Mike Capuzzi, who is an absolute marketing whiz. Uh, one of the best business people I've ever met in my life. Um, and he's been on this show before and, uh, I could go on and on for a half an hour about his achievements in business. Uh, I'm not going to do that. It's not the purpose of this, but separating your, somebody who separates himself from their competition with a book that speaks to a level of commitment that other people don't have. And so I understand that it would be difficult to write a book, Mr. and Mrs. Store Owner, but I'm also telling you that's why you should do it because the other guys and gals won't do it and you will separate yourself from the pack so dramatically, it's not even funny. And he's nodding his head so I can tell he's got some more to say, but I have to say this. You walked out at the top. You were the starting tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Your quarterback was Joe Montana. You had won two Super Bowls. That is, that is unbelievable that you were so focused and so ready to start your real career. Really? <laughs> I mean, really? you wanted no. to, to, to get to helping people and you, I mean, most people just wouldn't have, they would have limped off of the field or carried yeah. off the field with an, a career and an injury. And here you were fully able to continue to, to perform at a high level and you walked away for, from it for the love of what you were about to do. That speaks volumes about you as a human being and your commitment to service other people. Yeah. Well, you're doing a, I mean, I appreciate you, um, you know, taking the time to have me as a guest on your podcast and, and, and I want to help you add value to your, your, um, viewers about the book, which you're meant, you know, writing a book, you know, for a doctor, um, we write a lot, you know, to publish and you have to write in the mattress industry. Maybe you wouldn't think of writing a book as much. Um, so that it could even be more powerful in the mattress industry, even than what, even than the success I've had in writing the book. Um, first of all, it's a great book. You know, Mike Capuzzi is a terrific publisher and, and it's very helpful. Um, and the, the book has, it sets you apart as an authority, but it's also, what it also does is it helps crystallize 
your uniqueness in in the field. So it sets you apart in in the in the customer and my piece of patience. Uh, and I feel like I'm different. Every everybody feels like you're different. So, but to to really like imbibe that and make that part of your fiber, it's not always so easy. So yeah, you set yourself apart different in the in the in the in the customer's eye. But it, what I think there's this mystical thing. You do it in your own. It just helps solidify how you think about yourself. Because I'm writing things in this book about my experiences in the NFL. I'm writing about, um, you know, the doctors that I disagree with in hair restoration. I'm writing about my experience. I'm writing about my discipline and honesty. I'm writing about little things and maybe some little quips about funny things that happened in my family. These are all things which mean a lot to me that otherwise I wouldn't get a chance to express. And it's had like this profound impact on me. And it's had an impact. I mean, in in things already. You know, the book's only been out a couple months, but we've already had um, you know, some 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 positive price elasticity. And um and so and so I I yeah, you know, for your for your listeners that are in the mattress industry, you can't and and contact me personally if you want some I'm sure Pete is uh he's light years ahead of me when it comes to this, but um I'm also you can you can reach me if you scan the barcode and and I'm also happy to talk to you about this from a from a business pers- perspective. I mean, I'm first and foremost a medical doctor and a hair restoration surgeon. Um but I'm happy to speak to you about about this at, at, if you like and and this is a this would get you a free copy of the book. So, um but yeah, I walked away from this career and that's just, you know, part of my past and and so um I still pay attention to to, to the NFL, and um, there's a lot to talk about. I know this isn't a sports podcast, but there's a lot of interesting things happening in in the world of sports, and and we could talk uh, a lot about that. So uh, maybe maybe another time, Pete. If it if it's interesting, I'll be happy to come back if I'm invited. Well, you certainly would be invited. That's that's Thank no you. no no worries there. So you touched on something that's super important. Uh, well, you know what? Let's get to this because I have this question written down. Dr. Frank, may I ask, how has your attitude contributed to your level of success developing a mindset based upon a psychology of winning? Kyle Danes. Mm. Really good question, Kyle. Thank well, you for right. asking well, uh, Dr. Frank. Yeah. It's a good question. It's it's a loaded up question. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh of things to think about that and how how has attitude contributed to level of success uh and developing a mindset based upon a psychology of winning. My God, I mean, the psychology of winning is um I touched on it earlier, Kyle. Um and and you know, my opinion is the winning and the battle is is within. And so there's a lot written and there's a lot said about um attitude and and they and I'm a big fan of that and having been an athlete professional athlete that was all part of it uh getting you know so many things getting knocked down getting back up teamwork uh setting goals meeting goals not setting goals too high goals you can accomplish um um improving every day a lot of things which 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 go uh, go along into the attitude of a success but I mean at the end of the day I mean, life is about, you know, what goes on inside you and, and, um, and really what, 
you know, people talk about finding your why, you know, why are you doing this? Why did you do that? Why are you making these decisions? Um, and, and I think that's, that, that is as much a part of the equation as, as the, as the, um, you know, the attitude, because you, you really can't develop an attitude, um, and until you know what, what your, what your why is. And, and, and I don't know who wrote about that in the last decade or so about finding, finding your why. Um, but you know, that, that means putting, you know, putting your ego aside and, and, and overcoming your ego. On one hand, you need to have that ego to have that attitude, that attitude of winning. You've got to have an ego. You want to be the best. You want to be something special and different and feel good about that. But more importantly is putting that aside and, and realizing that, that you've got to start from something deep inside when you find your why, um, that, that allows you to create a palette to paint something which is going to be very, um, special and, and not to allow your, your, you know, ironically that, that attitude get in the way of your, of the success so that, so that you can be creative and, and take some risks. You know, if your ego is, is running the show all day, every day, then, then, then it's going to be very difficult to, to, to learn and, and, and take risks that you otherwise wouldn't have taken because you'd be afraid of failing and afraid what others may think or, or maybe not meeting your goals. And so, so I, I, I like the question. Uh, again, you know, Pete, you know, we could talk sports for a couple hours. We could talk uh, <laughs> attitude and, and winning uh, on another podcast. So uh, <laughs> a lot to, there's a lot to, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. And I can't help but unpack just a little bit of this. So Simon uh, Sinek wrote the book, Start With Why, which uh, incidentally was mandatory reading at a former mattress company that I worked for. Mm. And it actually made me quit working for them because I realized that they had been bought by private equity. And I realized that their why was no longer my why. Wow. Their why used to be to create mattresses that customers woke up happy and pain-free. Okay. And after they were owned by private equity, uh, every move that they made was to maximize profits and not to necessarily give the customer a better night's sleep. And it started to manifest itself in the product. It manifested itself in how they treated people. Yeah. And, and it really started uh, an internal dialogue that I could no longer run away from. The fact that the company that was a family-owned company, the company that I loved, the company that I spent eight years of my life at being the highest producing mattress salesman they've ever had, had betrayed me. And they had betrayed my customers yeah. and they were no longer a fit. Yeah. They didn't fit me anymore. And, yeah. and I had to leave. And that's really interesting, this, this piece of what you said, what goes on inside of you is so important. Yeah. <laughs> that book created such turmoil but it all ended up great because now I'm with a family-owned company that's one of the absolute best in the yeah. industry. They do awesome things for our customers. 
um, on a whole variety of le- of of levels, and we're even. It's so good, uh, Doctor John, that we're even synced up on things like how we feel about charity, how we feel about doing things for other people. I mean, that's how synced up I am with my uh, current mattress company. Yeah, this idea of winning within. Yeah, there's a battle. Yeah, and you oftentimes need to choose the hard thing. Yeah, that you don't want. Like yeah. Today, when my alarm went off at four o'clock in the morning, I had five o'clock CrossFit class. Wow. There was a piece of me that wanted to go back in. There's also a piece of me that knows that if I don't go to that class, yeah. that I'm not going to have the kind of health yeah. and the fitness that I want to have. Yeah, I hear you. So I think, think that's huge. You got something to say. You go ahead. No. <laughs> I, I think no. that it's, that's what it's all about, that you're not going to have the, the health, but you're not going to have the day that you wanted to have. Um, I mean, again, there's so many, so many things we could talk about, but I mean, the, the, the most, the most valuable investment I believe anybody can make in themselves is, is physical exercise and that along with some meditation techniques and things. But, um, yeah, I mean, that battle is within, that battle is truly within. And then uh, we could talk, you know, for, for hours about that. And, and I'm a student of that. Um, and the, I think the first thing I will do after the, after the podcast is go on to Amazon and order that, that, that book, uh, start with why, because I used to not read. So you talk about exercise as a, a key component into, um, you know, Kyle's question about an attitude of success. Um, and, and then education, you know, this is not things that I would do in the, in, in the past because, uh, I mean, I was kind of stuck. I had so much formal education, um, I was, I've been on the staff of probably a dozen hospitals across the country. I mean, across the globe, really, um, outside of the U.S. too, that it's just so much to absorb that it's almost like a double-edged sword because on the other hand, it's, it, it, it's impactful, but didn't allow me to learn some of these things, um, um, in business. And, and so, so, so start with why something I'll, I'll probably pick up here, uh, Hope I'll finish that by the next time we uh, we talk. And uh, awesome, you know. Yeah. Well, we 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 could uh, do a whole show on that. Yeah. <laughs> how miserable it made me, and how I tried to run away from it, and how it just kept catching me. And uh, yeah, I, I I I I had to, I had to pivot. And uh, no, that's great. You did that. That that's great. You did that. And and um, yeah, that's really admirable. You know, if that, if the, if the, if the company goal, and it's neat that you, you know, you work, you know, you're working with a company with family values that you like and, but you're, yet you're still doing podcasts and still making, you're paving the road for yourself. So, so that, you know, if I could congratulate you on that, Pete, I, I, that, that, that's, that's terrific. You know, that's, you know, you're, that's, you're a role model. I like, you know, so. Thank you, Dr. Frank. Kudos. You said something huge. I really, I just want to dive into this a little bit because I think I live in fear that we don't reach some people that need to hear this. Yeah. And, and that is, you said two things and they're linked to each other. And a lot of people don't think they're linked to each other. You said, take some risks and put your ego on the back burner. 
Sometimes if you can't put your ego on the back burner, you're never going to risk enough. Yeah. Yeah. If your goal doesn't scare you just a little bit, yeah. it's not big enough, ladies and gentlemen. Forget about whoever told you. I don't care if it was your mom, your dad, your best friend, yeah. whoever the heck told you you couldn't do something. Yeah, Forget about that. And you need to find something that scares you at least a little bit and maybe even a lot. It just depends how much passion, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we have to trade effort, real effort to make our dreams come true. You wanted to become a doctor. You spent endless hours in books at times when you didn't want to, at times when you wanted to do anything but that, but you kept doing it and doing it and doing it until you acquired the knowledge, until you acquired the skills to achieve your dreams. And that has a lot to do with being able to take chances. And it has a lot to do with saying no. Yeah. You have to say no to a lot yeah. of things that you would like to do. Yeah. This yeah. morning, I had to say no to going back to bed, which is a no-no in my book. I don't do that. Um, but once upon a time as a young child, I did. I yeah. learned that if I wanted to have the kind of life I really wanted to have, that I was going to have to have discipline. And making your peace with that, I think, is a lot of what we need to do to be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a balance, you know, you do have to take risks and, and make, you know, look at things which you are afraid. It makes me like internalize myself. I mean, are, are there some things which I can be doing that maybe I was afraid of in the past? And, and a lot of that has to do with growth and, and how, how much you want to grow. And, um, I, I mean, I've always been afraid to, um, to grow too quickly because, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do with that. So, so, um, so that's that's kind of risky. So so this conversation has um you know maybe motivated me to uh think about doing that. So um so we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the future. I'll have to report back to you. Thank you for motivating me. Wow. This is a great question. I don't know if this is Guy or Kyle, but when your clients come in for hair improvement, how are their feelings and attitude versus the fee? and investment they need to make? It's a, it's a great question. How are their feelings and attitude versus the fee and the investment they... Um, I mean, I don't... I, it's hard for me to... Um, it's hard for me to put myself in their shoes and, and um, think about the fee and, and the investment that they want to make because it's so personal. It's their money. It's their earning. It's what they need to do in the future. Um, but it's really my job to to get a sense for how they feel. Like when I see somebody with hair loss, I need to imagine what they look, what they're going to look like a year, two years, ten years down the line. And um, that's really important because if I don't think they're going to look a lot better, then I'll probably pull back and I won't, I won't, uh, I won't play any Jedi mind mind tricks to uh, to try and you know get them all excited that they're going to look great or better than I think they will. On the other hand, 
when I can confidently imagine what they're going to look like after a, a, a hair transplant procedure, and I, I feel very strongly about how they're going to look, then, then I want them to be able to get that. And, and so in those situations, I'll go with it. I'll, I'll definitely like be very encouraging and, and, and share with them the excitement that they could have. Cause I've done it for so many people now over the, over, over 20, 23 years. And, um, I've seen so much. So if I think that they're going to have a greater, then we're going to go, we'll talk about that. And then, and then if they get that, when they get that excitement, that level of excitement, which is real and legitimate, I've seen it. I can feel it. I'm sharing that with them. And that energy is, 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 is resonating between the two of us. Then, then their, then their notion of how much it, you know, what the investment is and the pay, it really becomes subordinate to the potential that they can have. And it's my job to, to lead them down that pathway of excitement. And, and that's, again, I talk about this in my book. There's, there's a number of charlatans in my industry that sell that dream to everybody that walks in the office. And that's just, it's just dumb. It's just not equitable. It's just not, it's just not, um, reciprocal. And, and so at this point in my career, I've gotten to the point as I started out at the very beginning, Pete saying, uh, I turn a number of people away. And, but then there are other people that if I see and, and I, I, there's some people I push away. There's some people I need to talk to and get to know better. And there are other people that I want to grab by the collar and say, please do this for yourself tomorrow. And here's why. And, and I think if, if, if there are those, those folks, which I don't think are going to have a great result, then, then they should be thinking about the fee because that's probably going to be that money could go to a better use than what I have to offer them. Uh, but on the other hand, if it's going to be great, then, then, then that's going to be the priority over, over the, uh, over the money involved. I hope that answers, I hope that answers, um, the question and, and addresses that, you know, and it could be turned into his, his business. Yeah. So I think that that is incredibly huge. We talk about this often on, on my show. It's a rare situation where you can't really help somebody in a, in a mattress store or a furniture store, but it does happen. And if you're a professional and you've shopped your competition, you know exactly where they can find the exact thing that they need and you send them there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not telling you to quickly do this. You've exhausted all the possibilities. You've worked with them. You know what the right thing to do is. And the right thing to do is to send them to the competitor. Guess what? You'll be shocked at how people will reciprocate. And they will come back and they will say, a year or two a year ago, I came here and I didn't have it, but you sent me and I wanted to give you first crack at what I do need now. And thank you for being so honest. Yeah. And, and that's not the reason to do it. The reason to do it is just to be a good human being yeah. Yeah. who loves him or herself yeah. and can live with what you're doing every day. Because a lot of what we do in sales is we're selling from our cup of belief. And it's yeah. not just a cup of belief in a product 
or a couple belief in an outcome. It's you. Yeah. Do you believe in you? Yeah. And when you believe in you, magical things happen. 100%. You know, I love I love this part that you, you talk about the confidence of the surgeon. I yeah. I had an absolutely crazy situation. Um my hand went completely uh numb, mm. but it didn't just go numb, it turned cold like <laughs> and I was scared to have neck surgery. Um, uh, and I didn't end up having it because they asked the question, has anything changed in your health in the last 24 hours? Yes. As a matter of fact, something has happened. My hand's really cold and I don't know why. And the nurse grabbed my hand. I got the IVs. They're bringing the next surgeon in any minute. This is years ago. And she just looks like she's going to fall over, like she saw a ghost. And finally, they cancel the surgery. But instead of sending, instead of sending, you know, a cardiovascular surgeon mm. in to like look at me, yeah. they just let me go home. So I went home and I said, Jenny, um, it's my wife's name. I've got a problem here. Uh, you know, this hasn't changed. You know, we put the heat and the pad on. It feels yeah. better. Take the heat and pad off. It turns cold again. That's not normal. I go, yeah. you really, if you'd be so kind, could you take me to the emergency room? Yeah. And she's like, I'll call the insurance and I'll make sure it's covered. I said, no, no, no. You're not listening to me. I need you to drive me to the emergency room yeah. now. Yeah. So she does. And I say the same thing to the nurse. And I hadn't been in an emergency room, Dr. Frank, in years. Yeah. And I didn't realize that like they do triage, basically. They they basically, and she goes, let me feel your hand. She feels my hand, turns white. Next thing I know, um, like off in this other section and the surgeon comes in and he, and he goes, I'm probably not going to operate but I, I, I need to, I need to look at this. We'll probably operate tomorrow morning. Wow. And so he's got this stethoscope thing and he's listening to my veins and things in my arm. Yeah. And it was like out of something that Tom Cruise would have said in Top Gun. But a doctor, he goes, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I'm going in. Wow. Is that okay with you? And I'm like, yeah, I would follow this guy anywhere. Yeah. He was so in. And I got to tell you something, Dr. Frank, I was scared. Yeah. And I was scared. I mean, literally his confidence and it was, it wasn't borderline arrogance. It was flat out. I yeah. mean, this guy knew he had the yeah. tools. He knew what he needed to do. Yeah. And, you know, he went in. We had a successful surgery. I had some blood clots in there that had been there for a long time. And if one of those would have broken through and gone to my brain or the other one would have gone through to my heart. Yeah, whatever, you know, all these things. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So by the grace of the good Lord, I, yeah. I, I was okay. But, uh, you know, I love that. that. I love that. That was, that's a big, that's a, that was a big, a big event. I love that story. Yeah. He, I bought into his confidence and I felt a lot better 
I actually like borrowed his confidence because I had none. I like that's amazing. I'm in a that's hospital. Amazing. I'm gonna die. I'm in, I don't want to be in a hospital. I'm no, gonna no, die. No, no. And this guy's yeah. like yeah. going in. I don't and, like this. I don't like this. I'm going in. Now I'm gonna close this out with yeah. this, guys and gals. Yeah. Your customers that haven't bought a mattress in 10, 12, 15, 20 years, they're buying your confidence. They're yeah. not buying a white or a gray rectangle. They're buying you. They're, if they trust you, they're buying you. And your confidence is everything. And how do you get that confidence? I think Dr. Frank laid out a pretty good program. We've got to make the sacrifices. We have to educate ourselves. We have to do ongoing training. We have to develop what he called real skill and knowledge, which he has paid the price for and has done himself. And this, the fact that you are a winner in football and now you're a winner as a surgeon is not surprising to me whatsoever does not surprise me. And the fact that you took the time to write a book that separates you from the competition, that doesn't surprise me. What surprises me is you were able to make about an hour of time to come on my show. Thank you so much, Dr. Frank. And I would like well, you to have the last word. Um, anyone that wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? www.johnfrankmd dot net. Any last words? I, uh, Pete, I just, you know, I, I, I pre, I probably gain more from, uh, from this than, uh, than any, you know, people gain from me. So I appreciate it. And I just wish you the best, you know, the, probably the golden rule is, is the last word for me. You know, the golden rule, just, uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. And if you follow that, then things are going to be good. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Frank. Have a great Pleasure. day. Pleasure. Thank you.